This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi there. It is Alana from Praying Christian Women. I am bringing you a solo show today talking about prayer journaling. So if you have not heard yet, Jamie and I are so excited because we now have out a video series all about prayer journaling with lots of exercises and tips and prayer journaling prompts and downloadables. There are many, many things for you inside this resource. You can get to it at prayingchristianwomen.com slash journaling. Because this has been our emphasis, we have a few shows coming up on the topic of prayer journaling. Like always, if you have questions that we can cover in our show, please send those to prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions. And we really enjoy recording um, some of our responses to those. Not that we have the answers, but often they can lead to some very, very intriguing discussions. So thanks again for those of you who are submitting your questions at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions. Thank you also for those of you who are leaving reviews and telling your friends about this podcast. We are so thankful that you are helping us grow our audience and reach more women with inspiration on how to deepen your prayer life, which is what we're all about here at the Praying Christian Woman podcast. So like I said, it is just me today, and I wanted to share, this is going to be more of a testimony-based episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about different times in my life where, not to over-exaggerate, but where I feel like prayer journaling really did change the course and outcome of my life. So I know some of you have probably been prayer journaling far more consistently than I have. I will readily admit that I've gone through spurts where I'll do it and then I won't do it. But as a teenager, I started the habit of prayer journaling and was very, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just very structured in that, very ritualistic about it, did it basically every day. And really, my prayer journal became my diary. And this is something like I laugh about it, so feel free to laugh at me about it. I remember the day that I realized that it was okay to talk to God in my prayer journal about the person I had a crush on. And it was the first time that I realized, oh, God wants to be involved in this aspect of my life as well. Because up until then, I was kind of like, my prayer journal is for me to talk about spiritual things. And then everyday life is when I talk about everything else or think about everything else. And this really showed me, you know what? God already knows about this crush, so I may as well talk to him about it, even though I knew it was silly and nothing was going to come of it. But just knowing that I could talk to God literally about anything was quite life-changing. And I still feel this way. There are some people who will say something like, you know, if I had to admit it, I'd probably say I was mad at God, but I know I'm not supposed to say that. Or I don't know how to pray because... Like, to be totally honest, I'm really disappointed in God, and so I don't know how to bring that up. My thought is, you know what? God already knows anyway. If you're mad at him, 
He knows you're mad at him. If you're heartbroken, crushed, disappointed, he already knows that. So instead of trying to pretend that everything's okay, go ahead and tell him what's on your heart. Get that out there. Get that out in the open. I feel like it's so much healthier psychologically to not hold that in, but even so much more importantly, he's our father. We're supposed to be able to come to him with every single care and burden we had. So like I said, might be small to feel like learning to write about a crush in a prayer journal is life-changing, but for me it really was because of the underlying truth behind it that we can talk to God about anything. We don't need to hide our struggles, our desires from him, you know, so people do this on the other way too, like maybe, oh, I really want to win this thing, like I had the chance to go to this writing retreat in Las Vegas, and they were giving away a door prize, which was a week-long writing retreat in Aruba at this beautiful condo right on the beach, and I'm not necessarily like a beach person, but I really, really, really wanted to win that prize. And so I prayed about it. Now, spoiler alert, I didn't win the prize and it didn't, you know, shatter my faith or anything. But I think there was a time in my life where I would have been too ashamed to pray for something that felt that frivolous. But again, God already knew I wanted to win that trip. God already had in plan whether or not it was in my best interest and in the best interest of advancing his kingdom, more importantly. He, so what was the harm? right, in me bringing that request to God. So if you feel like there are things that you're having a hard time admitting to the Lord, confessing to the Lord, think about, you know, little teenage self writing about a crush in a journal. And that's kind of the same just sort of freedom that we can have when we're talking to God. So that's my crush story. Like I said, nothing came of that relationship. But this next kind of testimony of times where my prayer journal, I really do feel, was used by the Lord to change my life and draw me closer to Him, was when my husband, Scott, and I were, well, he wasn't my husband at the time, and we had broken up. So basically, we had been all but engaged, uh, planning to get married. He had already gotten the ring. We just hadn't made it entirely official and formal yet, and we broke up. And long, long, long story, lots of drama, as you can imagine, lots of confusion, because if you've listened to Jamie and I in some of our earlier podcast episodes, we've talked about it, how I really felt like God told me when I first met Scott that he and I were going to get married. And so you can imagine, or maybe you've gone through something like this, how confusing it was when we totally broke up. There was no contact. There was no plan to resume contact. It wasn't, hey, let's take a step back and pray and see what happens. It really was, hey, goodbye. And I didn't think I was ever going to talk to him again, hear from him again. So I was very, very confused. And I knew that what I was supposed to do was surrender this relationship to the Lord. And that's always what kept coming. And, you know, picturing Abraham offering Isaac on that altar. I knew I was supposed to surrender this relationship to the Lord, but I couldn't get over the fact that I had really believed that God told me Scott and I were going to get married. But finally, this was about four months after we had broken up, and I was sick of still holding on to 
disappointment and hope all rolled into one. So I made it a point. I was going to write in my prayer journal that night. I was going to write God one more prayer of surrender. And that was going to be my final one. It was going to be, God, I'm finally putting this on the altar. I'm not going to pick it back up again. And this is when I really planned to close the book on all my hopes of ever marrying Scott. It was when I planned to release any hopes I had, just say, okay, God, I must have heard you wrong and move on. I really was looking for that closure and I really felt like I was supposed to be that surrendered. Now, I went up into my room. I was living in Vermont at the time, working at a home for troubled teens, and it was a Christian ministry, very spiritually intense kind of work. And so the day was over. I was up in my room. I pulled out my journal. I was going to write basically what was going to be my opus, like the very last time that I thought about this man, (laughs) you know, or at least I was hoping it would be kind of like that. And, you know, if I woke up the next day and said to myself, oh, I wonder if, you know, Scott thinking about me or something, I could look back and say, no, I surrendered that to God and I promised not to pick it up again. Well, I started writing my prayer journal and I started with a prayer of surrender, but it so quickly turned into a prayer of declaration, really. And it was, it was very confident and it was, God, I really believe that this is the man that you want me to marry. And so I really am trusting that you're going to do something that's going to just blow my mind, go beyond all my expectations. I believe you are going to bring us together. I believe we are going to get married. I believe that even though we've had this, you know, major setback and it looks like our relationship is dead, you know, it basically is dead. I believe that you're going to raise it up again. And so I laughed at myself and then I got really mad at myself and I'm like, Alana, you are the worst person at surrendering in the entire world. Because it was supposed to be a prayer of, okay, God, I know that you don't plan for me to marry Scott. I'm sorry that I misheard you. Help me to move on. And instead it was even more fervently than I had prayed before. Please bring us together. And so, like I said, I laughed at myself and I got mad at myself because it didn't feel very surrendered to be praying like that. But I do feel like God used that prayer. I think it was an example of when Roman says, we don't know what we're supposed to pray, so the Holy Spirit prays for us. I thought I was supposed to pray that God would heal me from my disappointment of this breakup and help me move on. But really, I believe that God, through his Holy Spirit, was the one who was directing my prayers and changing that prayer from a prayer of surrender to a prayer of declaration. And I forget the exact number of days that passed. But if I had to guess, I would guess it was within a week or so that Scott actually did get back in touch with me. And it started with an email. So I read this email and had a little time to think about it before I responded. And I just got this sense of, okay, this is what I prayed for, (laughs) you know, and it was really just maybe a couple weeks later. Let me think. Yeah, just maybe a month later that Uh, We were very much back on track in that kind of pre-engagement period um, and, you know, married within less than a year of that. And so that was a time where, you know, I, I do believe that God used that prayer. Now, this begs a very interesting theology discussion. If I hadn't written that prayer out, would Scott have remained out of my life? 
I think it is possible, but I also think it's possible that God put that prayer on my heart because he knew that was what he wanted to do anyway. He knew that's what he was planning to do, and he was actually using that prayer to shape my expectations so that when I saw this email from Scott, you know, a few days later, I didn't freak out as much as I might have and kind of remembered, okay, you know, God's given this his seal of approval or something like that. And again, every time we talk about this on the show, I want to be really careful with the caveat that it is very um, easy to hear or to believe that you hear from God, especially when it comes to romance. So be super, super careful. Your story might not be exactly like my story is, and that's okay because the heart is misleading. And so I just wanted to throw that out there as a warning, but also I wanted to put this whole story as an example of a time when God did use my prayer journal to shape not only my prayers, but really the future. And so I guess the takeaway for you listening is to be open. If you really think that you're supposed to be praying one way, but God's really nudging you to start praying a different way, at least be open to that. The fact that my prayer changed, I didn't take as God's promise to me right then and there that we were going to end up married, Scott and me. But it opened my mind to the possibility that, hey, maybe this thing that I think I'm supposed to surrender is actually something that God's just telling me to wait. So I feel like the fact that this was a written out prayer also helped because it was something I could go back to when I felt doubts again, when I felt confused again. And that's another really neat benefit of prayer journaling in general is having that just written record of your spiritual journey. So one more time that I feel prayer journaling really just changed my life and set it on a different track. So you're kind of getting the progression of my life from a teen talking about a crush to a young woman thinking about who she's going to marry to a mom whose husband has just lost his job. And so Scott was a pastor. We had three kids. We ran into some church drama, and my husband resigned from where he was. So if you've been on the pastor side of that or on the church side of that, you know that it's just it's hard, it's messy. Um, you know, add on to that, we were in a parsonage, so we weren't just losing, you know, the job and the church family we were losing our house too we had no idea what was going to happen and so i remember writing one day in my prayer journal i made a list of what i hoped for our future and some people don't like writing lists of what they want because it sort of feels like a shopping list or a dear santa claus kind of thing and i can totally get that i think you need to make sure that you're your motives are in the right spot and that you're not treating this as just, you know, a chore list or a honeydew. But I wanted to just get my thoughts on paper and to prayerfully say, hey, this would be the ideal situation that could come out of this. I wasn't telling God he had to do it that way. I wasn't necessarily even saying, God, please make sure every single one of these things happen. It was just kind of me getting my thoughts on paper. So it's kind of interesting because I call all of this prayer journaling, but sometimes it's just the same as a typical journal, you know, a dear diary, like me writing about my crush. Um, I don't feel like there needs to be as big of a distinction maybe as some people feel like there does. So I was writing this list. I would pray through it every couple days, kind of forgot about it. Scott was offered a new job. 
This was also at uh, Christian ministry and came with housing and basically every single thing that I had hoped for on that list was just included in the job, just in terms of what it would mean for our schedule, what it would mean for space for me and the kids, even lifestyle things. Like I didn't want to move back to a major city. We had been real rural for a while. And so it was just a neat example of when God used that. And, and again, having it written down was cool because when you write something down, that can serve as like an anchor and a reminder. I remember when I listed these things and you can get really specific. And so if I had just prayed for these things, I probably wouldn't have been able to see how specific God was in blessing us with the answers that he did. So that wraps up. Like I said, this is a little bit of a different episode than we sometimes do for praying Christian women. A little bit more testimony-based, just me, not uh, Jamie and me this time. But I hope that it encouraged you to be specific in your prayer journaling, to be open to God shaping your prayers as you're writing them out, and just to remember that you really can talk to God about anything, even if you feel like it's silly or frivolous or Even something that you feel like he might be disappointed in you about, all of those things we can take to him because he knows them anyway. If you want more, I would welcome you and love for you to check out the new resource we have on prayer journaling. And you can find that at prayingchristianwomen.com slash journaling. So like I said, this is divided into several different modules with lots of videos, lots of resources, lots of exercises, but they're all pretty short. So, you you know, you don't feel like you need to devote like a whole weekend's to it or something. You can just, you know, do a video a day, some here, some there, however it works for your schedule, because I know so many women today are very, very busy. And hopefully this resource will be a way that you can draw closer to God through prayer and experience some of these benefits of prayer journaling on your own. So one more time, that's at prayingchristianwomen.com slash journaling. And again, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Please don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to leave us a review, we would love to hear from you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Praying Christian Women podcast. If you're looking for more prayer resources, Head on over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journaling to find out more about our new online course all about prayer journaling. The Praying Christian Women Podcast, changing the world one prayer at a time.